Good afternoon everyone, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to episode 23 of Merchants of Novigrad, a Biowiki podcast where we discuss everything went. Today with me, my brother in arms, Hesser Tavern, and as you guys can see, we have an amazing guest, the creator of Gwent Trivia and the soon-to-be professional fallible cosplayer, Oyer Philby. <laughs> how are you doing, guys? Hey man, doing good, doing good. Welcome everybody. I'm also doing great. Hello, everyone. Before we get into it, a couple of words to our viewers. As always, if you have any questions, you can ask them in chat. Hesser has been charged with the extremely responsible task of collecting the more interesting questions, and we are going to try to answer them as we go. Also, if you want to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. And if you don't have the time to watch right now, this episode is going to be uploaded on YouTube, Spotify, and a couple of other platforms, either today or tomorrow. So you can always watch episode 23 on these platforms. With that being said, the first segment of our show, as always, what have you been up to? And we are going to start with our friend Oyer Feldy. How is the Witcher playthrough? Going along pretty good. Uh started strong uh currently at vergen no Velen, Velen. i always confuse those two uh the baron quest so still a lot to do but yeah it's fun i mean they're hard to confuse i i have to say vergen you know the non-human slash dwarven town in the witcher 2 and Velen, the rather not so pleasant environment in the witcher 3 yeah <laughs> usually not but eh. I'm sometimes confusing them. <laughs> I mean, you could say, you know, Baron has a beard and dwarves have, have beards, so yeah, it's easy to confuse that way. <laughs> yeah. But are you playing with any mods? Are you, uh, are you um, playing according to some special, you know, personal rules? Yeah, um, I'm uh, using some special rules because the game on even on Deathmarsh, it's not quite challenging, I would say. So I'm using no Quen. I'm using no fast travel. I'm using only looted equipment and no minimap. Especially the looted equipment <laughs> rule is pretty Wait, funny. I, I, I didn't catch the last point. You are not looking at the map? Uh, I'm looking at the map, but no minimap. So no minimap, okay. Because if you use the minimap, you always look at the minimap in the corner if you have to go somewhere, and then you're okay, like <laughs> like um, a like a zombie, you follow it and yeah. don't look where you're actually going. Yeah, so it it's it sounds somewhat like my playthroughs. Mm -hmm. I I never fast traveled unless it was necessary because you can't go yeah. to Skalga any other way. Uh, I never galloped or or ran unless the quest asked me to. Ooh. And at some oh, wow. point, I did disable the minimap because people were like, if you are so immersed into the Witcher universe, you have to disable it. And you know what? It was crazy because I spent so many hours in the Witcher 3 that I already knew the place by heart, so I didn't even need the <laughs> minimap. I already knew all the villages and towns and, and how to get to them. Oh, not bad. Nice. And, and how, how was... And I, I, I guess you also played the Witcher 1 and the Witcher 2. Yeah, we started basically... Witcher 1, Witcher 2, Witcher 3. The first one was blind. The second one I played like two times before, and the third I played like please three times. Please tell before. me, please tell me that you enjoyed the Witcher 1. 
Yes, after after <laughs> getting used to the combat system and the graphics, like which are one Sultan, which one Dandelion, <laughs> I I actually liked it very much. Yeah, the Witcher one Zoltan looks kind of like a dwarf that you accidentally threw into your washing machine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, but moving on from the Witcher games, by the way, amazing games, guys. If you haven't played, you totally should. And I assume there is some sort of sale going on right now. And if not, Black Friday is right around the corner. So uh, check out GOG or Steam and you should find the Witcher games being sold for pennies. But the next question, and you definitely saw that coming. Feldy, what's the story behind you suddenly going full Falibor mode, grown beard, letting letting your hand your hair uh, grow long as well? What's 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 going on there? Yeah, <clears throat> like <clears throat> nine months ago, <laughs> there was something happening. I don't quite remember what it was. I think something with a virus, <laughs> and suddenly I didn't have to go to the office anymore. So I was like, ah, oh, now I can finally do all this stuff. Which I always wanted to try. Long, beautiful hair, dye my hair blue, get a long beard. <laughs> and I finally tried everything out. And yes, yeah, since then. I mean, did you really dye your hair blue? No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Nah, I mean, it's, sure. it's a valid reason. Like, I, 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 have to, I have to admit, every now and then I'm trying to grow my beard for like a couple of weeks, but it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I I don't have the genes to grow a beard. Yeah, like seriously, what you see on my face right now, which is almost nothing, it's already two weeks old. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I I I rarely I rarely have to shave. I'm not going bald, which is a huge, huge advantage. But still, you know, sometimes you would like to have something more on your face than just, you know, pubic hair. Babyface Weisenberg. Oh, always, always. Like when I when I'm telling people I'm 30, they're like, "No way, man." (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I also had this issue. If I shaved my beard, always people were like, "Ah, "What? You're already 32?" Yeah, always the beard. Say, "Oh, okay, okay." Yeah, and and Hesser, Hesser too. I remember uh, before before the last episode, I was I was uh, making some calls with one of our guests with Dorka because uh, her English wasn't great and she wanted to practice a little bit. And then uh, she was like, oh, where is Hester? And I was like, oh, Hester is just, you know, going out with his wife. And she was like, wife? He looks 20. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, yeah. wife? <laughs> but Hester, Hester is basically my age. Yep. 30 years wow. old. And, there, and there, there is some weird trivia connected to our birthdays, but I'm not, I'm not sure if we should sh- share it right now. <laughs> We actually recently discovered that, so maybe maybe some other time, maybe some other episode. But moving on, um, Hazard, you've recently did some casting, and and some work on Gwent Open. So uh, how do you feel? How how is it going? Uh well, working on Gwent Open was is always a pleasure. Actually, it was great. The last open was like you know, uh, almost perfect. I think we had like basically no you know, cutting out of the connection, for example, dropping the connection or uh, not working camera. So without any issues, it went perfectly smoothly. And I I think that, you know, Masters is going to be even better because they are cooking something else than the, you know, the usual opens. So we can expect some some spicy tournament. 
And yeah, Falcus Rebellion casting that was was pretty much fun as well. Uh, I was casting that in Polish because I was asked to cast it in Polish. And it was fun, basically. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of messy at the beginning. But with the help of my good friend Weisenberg here, we managed to go through that. I really enjoyed that last that last matchup between uh, Bane and I, I don't remember the other guy. But it was so, so much fun to cast. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. So, yeah, fun times, fun times. A lot of good stuff going on in Gwent right now. And can you, can we expect some more casting from you in the near future? Sure, whenever I get asked, you know, to do that, I'm, I'm obviously going to accept. Absolutely. Either Take fun. the opportunity. Show, show CDPR I'm capable of doing that as well. So, guys, if you need a caster, always, <laughs> always available. That's right. And uh, moving to another Gwen topic, uh, something that a lot of people on Reddit were quite upset about, which is the uh, Salvin, or however you pronounce that event. Uh, I was wondering the, as well, yeah. And the distribution of rewards. Guys, did you, did you grind? Did you get all the rewards? I didn't really grind. I just played my usual games. I got, like, I think everything except one card back but to be honest i i was fine with it it's an easy way to distribute the, the cosmetic and at the end it was free it was an event we didn't really expect to happen so it was just bonus i we gladly know. take it <laughs> it's actually funny that you said you know we didn't expect it i i, I remember seeing some some posts on reddit like oh my god I had no idea, and imagine that we knew for quite some time, me and Hesser, and it was. It, I, ah, I think that yeah. for Hesser, it was also quite quite difficult to keep it quiet, to not tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like we discussed it in, in, internally a couple of times, but other yeah. than that, you are not allowed to to say, you know, either on your own to, to say anything about that on your own stream or in other people's streams. So it was it was quite interesting to see the people's reaction. Like we of course didn't know the details. But we know the, that event that event is happening. Yeah, especially that you know we've been waiting for such an event for such a long time. It was one of the events from the beta, same like the Mahakam Festival, right? Maybe this mm. is gonna be we we will see like Mahakam Festival 2.0 at some point as well. It would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, this time was was uh, pretty enjoyable. It was better than uh, the Christmas event, for instance, because uh, the card backs were easier to to grind. It, it wasn't actually a grind, right? It, they dropped like pretty quickly for a lot of people. Yeah, it took me 10, 10, 10 uh, wins, so around 13, 14 matches to get it. Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah, within yeah. within a couple of days, I got them all. Mm. And the most important thing was also, I think, that they removed the daily limitations. Like in the mm -hmm. winter event, you could only get like five envelopes a day maximum. Yes. And oh, right. this time you could get it everything in one day. That was yeah. amazing, and it was, it was always nice when when you queued, queued into some deck, and you know I was playing imposter, and people were like, oh, see, "Just seeing the imposter, okay, I'm not gonna play against that." So auto forfeit, easy, <laughs> easy reward. <laughs> I think that's how Nilfgaard players get most of their wins these days. People just don't want to play yeah. against lockdown or imposter. Yeah, lockdown would have been the more better choice there, but yeah, more efficient. Is also fine, yeah. And and speaking of you know uh, Gwen decks and efficiency, I think it's safe to move to the next segment of our podcast, which is what's happening in Gwent. And oh boy, there is a lot of things happening. But before we start talking about that, 
let's um, say a few words about things that are not happening. And one of them is no balance patch. How do you guys feel about that? For me, uh, obviously a little bit disappointing, but to be honest, uh, I guess they have a lot on their plate right now with upcoming journey, Sauvin events, Masters, new expansion. And this season, to be honest, it doesn't really count for anything. <laughs> so yeah. if there's a, re a season where they can do nothing with balance change, then this is the season. And they also want to do some shake-up in the middle of the month, if I recall correctly. Yeah, plus, um, you know, at the, implementing any balance changes a month before the World Masters, I'm just not sure if that's a good idea. It depends. If it's just some <clears throat> minor tweaking, like some cards should be fine. It won't change the meta like completely, but still change a few decks, a few cards in the net decks, that would be already fine enough, I think. But do you guys um, intend to keep playing or are you taking a month off? Because I've, I've heard both both opinions. Some people are saying, oh yeah, there's a lot of other things to do, so I'm definitely going to keep playing. But others are more like, well, there's nothing for me to, to, uh, to achieve this month, so I'm just going to focus on other things. Well, I think I'm going to just keep playing casually uh, with uh, focusing on draft because it's just more fun. I, I've seen that meta for... For long enough, so I'm I'm just thinking about going for full casual mode, and you know just just grinding that journey, which is easier to grind right now. But we're gonna talk about that later on, and and yeah, I think it's you know it makes sense because they mentioned that they want to run Masters uh, finale with uh, with the stable and um, you know refined meta, and it is it is like that right now. So uh, it only makes sense competitive wise. But for most of the players, I think it's it's gonna be a a break time. What do you think, Feldy? Yeah. yeah, for me it's basically the same one. I wanna keep playing. I wanna play the draft mode. <laughs> Absolutely in love with it so far. So yeah. I'm probably gonna play that the whole month. I'm not sure if I'm gonna touch any ranked. Let's see if it gets boring after a while. Maybe. But so far I'm <laughs> I'm. So happy to have this finally in the game, like a proper drafting mode. Yeah, I only oh, yeah. play one ranked game to get the um, rewards at the end of the season. To get the, <laughs> to get the RPs. <laughs> and then, then I played seasonal for a couple of days. But that is before people actually figured out how to play it. So, um, you know, the net decking has already taken over that mode as well. And now it's all draft. Enjoying it a lot, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Yeah, and talking about the overall balance right now, I mentioned that um, they wanted to make a break to make sure that finale is happening with the stable meta. Because if they change something like this month, there would be obviously some changes in the decks and in the lineups. And they wanted to give players more time to make it more fair for them, obviously. But uh, are you share uh, my opinion as well about the overall balance of Gwent being really good right now? What's your take on that? Yeah, let's start with also... Okay, yeah, I would also kind of agree. Um, we have 
I think playable decks in almost every faction. There is one faction which is a little bit... But let's not talk about that faction. <laughs> but the other faction are looking pretty good. I think there's no top tier deck which the whole meta warps around. Uh, and yeah, most of them are playable. So it's a pretty good meta. Yeah, I would actually like to expand on that because, um, you know, preparing this episode, I decided to venture into the realms of Reddit and see what people are saying about, about the meta and the overall state of the game. And quite a few people say or, or, or believe that, you know, we are at a point where there are, you know, three or four decks and that's it. That's the only things you're going to see on the ladder or, or in any other constructed mode. And that's not really what I'm seeing. That's not really what I'm playing against. That's not really what I'm seeing when I have a look at the meta snapshots or, or watching other streams. Like, to be honest, it's it's completely unheard of, but other than Nilfgaard, you know, the faction that Oyerfeldi already mentioned is underperforming right now, all the other factions have at least two viable and competitive decks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, if, if you look at, for example, let's start with an R. You have, you have Shield Wall, you know, with the uh, uh, dueling mechanics, plus you have uh, Mobilization Revenants. Uh, monsters, and this is extremely interesting because three, four weeks ago, people were saying mon monsters are in a really bad yeah. spot, and, pe and people are not gonna play the faction. And now we have overwhelming hunger. C a couple of versions of the deck. You have just regular death wish. You have death with death wish with the scenario. Uh, you have um, Carpes Kelly as well. You know, Syndicate is still still out there with with hidden cash and and um, congregate. Skoya, Nature's Gift, Precision Strike, two viable decks. And obviously Skellige, there's a lot of Skellige on the ladder and you'll see Warriors with at least a couple couple of different leaders. You will see Lippy, you will see uh, some sort of Alchemy Joy deck with uh, Gedineath. So yeah, plenty of, of, of uh, Skellige decks as well. So uh, that's the kind of variety you always want in a game like Gwent. Yeah, absolutely. You don't see that actually often when you look at the other card games too. So I think it's it's pretty alright. Like two, I think like two archetypes, maybe three archetypes would be amazing, right? But two archetypes is already great. So uh, so yeah, I I feel personally really good about about the meta right now, and I know that the pros, for example, do as well. Like I I talked a bit with uh, one guy D last time uh, before the uh, open number four. And he mentioned the same thing, right? Just uh, said that it, it wasn't like that before. So he was he was happy with that. And he was having some troubles with creating a successful lineup and, and you know, to come up with all the possible matchups. And so, yeah, I think that's uh, that shows it. That shows it as well. Yeah, but there's one thing that's still kind of prevalent, and that's the red coin abuse. <laughs> oh 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 that's that's something that that's happening quite a lot lately uh, plus you know some points of criticism from from other create content creators as well uh you know when being the draw your golds card game do you guys agree with with these statements you know red coin abuse and draw your golds yeah with the red coin abuse i would definitely agree there is some decks have such an easy time winning if they are on red coin like Skoyatel carryover. Oh yeah, let's let's play that circle of life, then play that 
all got mm, yes, all that carryover. Then you go into round three and just smash everything. Um, draw your golds. Also, to some extent, um, gets better in the in late in nowadays. We have uh, more cards for consistency, like Oniromancy. The Tudor cards got buffed, like I think also Sunder got provision buff. And also the Sinning cards, the Sinning Bronzes, like Wild Hunt Riders, also got buffed, which always is nice to make everything a little bit more consistent. So less RNG and less draw your goals. But you can still have the same problem if you don't draw your Neuromancy. The whole game, then you still yeah, are very playing devotion deck. Yeah, then especially then it's mostly draw your goals, especially in northern realms. Yeah, and especially if you count on those goals winning you the game. For example, you know you're playing. I mean, it's it's a very unlikely scenario not to draw Unsays or Southkirk if you're playing Shield Wall. But if it happens, <laughs> you are basically screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And what's think... what's your experience in in that department, Hesser? Well, I can I can say for you know from my experience it yeah, it happens a lot. The the top deck situation can get really annoying, especially if you want to play some some funnier decks. I don't know, let's say that uh, some mushrooms, Getty SK, for instance. Getting that scenario is pretty much crucial for you. If you don't get it, then yeah, that's basically a GG for you. Uh, same goes for the Drago Turtle. You really need them to you know uh, to the final to to complete the final combo. So, yeah, pretty much it. Even with uh, all the consistency uh, added with uh, the Onyermancy, there is still a problem with the top deck and, and drawing and thinning. So, I don't know. Obviously, you're not going to get it like 100%, right? The decks can't be like 100% consistent. I just, I just don't feel it's, it's going to happen at any point because this is still a card game, right? There's, there should be some sort of a drawing RNG involved in that, I think. But, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I and I know that the the top players also say like uh, the aforementioned Wang Idea also said that the top deck is a really bad situation, and Demarcation also mentioned that last time after after the tournament because he got really screwed uh, by uh, by drawing during the tournament. So yeah, he was not happy about that. I can imagine, especially you know if if. Uh... There are so many people watching. If it just happened, you know, in a casual game or either either on the ladder, you can you can get over it. But in a tournament setting, that you know, mm -hmm. when there is money at stake, when there's a lot of people watching, I feel like it must be really really tilting. Yeah, yeah. I think in in ladder it's fine because oh, if you just play enough games, it balances out your luck basically. But in a tournament game, it's just you have this one opportunity, and if you miss it, then ah, well, tough luck. Yeah, exactly. But enough, but... En enough of merchants of negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move to a more pleasant topic here. Uh, so, how did you like the series journey, guys? And how far did you get? It was a really long journey. We had a lot of levels, a lot of vanities, a lot of good cosmetics. Uh, it was amazingly well prepared, I think, and uh, it was a bit difficult to get to the last level and get all of the cosmetics. But if you like played a lot, if you're if you were a streamer, for example, then it's it was probably easier than for the regular uh, bread eaters. But what was that in in your case, guys? 
Yeah, let's start with Feldy with our guest. How far <laughs> did you get Feldy? Ah, good question. I think level 130, something around that. Um, I, I think I got like the Rohin, the yellow one, but not the red one. All but right. to be honest, I was fine with it. I was not really interested in all this anime skins. <laughs> yeah. So I am usually like, if I have the, the basic skin, I'm I'm happy. I don't need much more. I don't need this shiny glamour and I don't know rainbows. Everything around the character, I just need the the normal standard skin, and then I'm fine. So I was quite happy how it turns out. Yeah, personally, I got to level 120 without without um, uh, fast travel. So mm -hmm. I'm still quite happy. I I kind of front loaded uh, most of my of my progress during the summer when I still had a little bit more time on my hands. And yeah, I I just just like I like Feldy. I I didn't feel uh, anything for the whip stuff. So um, there was a, there was a couple of cosmetics I really wanted to get. Like obviously I wanted to get the uh, Novgarden armor, the Novgarden sword, and I wanted to get the sun rays because you know the great sun. Mm. Shining on the Empress, <laughs> totally my kink. Uh, so yeah, I I got all these vanities, and, and for the rest, I was just playing for fun. It was it, and you know for for the RPs that you can convert into into kegs. So um, overall, I liked the journey, but yeah, I I agree with the statement that it was fairly long. It it felt more like you know uh, setting off to Mordor than than going on a pleasant journey. <laughs> yeah, it it was quite long, and the last stretch was not exactly what you imagine it would be. But over overall, I I like journeys. I like the concept. I like that you can get a lot of RPs, and you know we have to be very open about that. Um, the first journey there was uh, a lot of questions about is it actually more profitable than the previous systems that that, that we had in place, and now they gave us even more stuff. So and and, and more RPs and and more rewards. So you know it's it's almost a sin not to buy the extended version i think yeah absolutely. it's like for us people you know living in europe or in north, north america you know ten dollars is not it is it, not that much and you get a lot of cool stuff in exchange yeah yeah it, it can be you know a bit overwhelming maybe with all the cosmetics that we have right now because i'm just you know i'm looking at all of that and i think okay i, I love shoop i love siri uh, I love Geralt. I don't know which one to choose, right? So many cosmetics, so many boards, and it's it's really hard. Hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Like what I what I think they should do, and we we talk about that quite quite a few times on this podcast. You know, give yeah. us the options to create our own boards. You know, like a base set, and then all kinds of vanities, chests, weapons. You know, the type of ground, grass. I don't know. Just 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 you know, a little bit of SimCity or or whatever. <laughs> For us to 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 play around with, and then you know maybe maybe give us the option to, um, you know equip certain items on multiple skins as well. Not only you know Siri or specifically or Geralt specifically, but yeah. you know, also other characters that you can you can feel like okay, I got these rewards and I have enough room to play around with and do something with these rewards. Yeah, true. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. But I really want my Kitsune Shoop skin. <laughs> <laughs> Shoop Whip B. Mm. Shoop Best Waifu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, there is the, you know, um, I, I think that was rule uh, 34. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, so you know, if there is market for it, you'll mm. find you'll find certain materials online. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to look. <laughs> oh, uh, but I also understand the the sentiment and people saying you know 175 levels. That's a little bit too much. Because officially that the journey was only 100 levels, and some people understood it that way, me included. It's 100, yeah. whatever you get on top is a bonus, so don't complain about the grind. But a lot of people were saying, and I, I, I hear their voice and I uh, understand their points, well, what's the point of saying that the journey is 100 levels if you still get level, if you still can level up and get vanities for leveling up? <laughs> then it's, it's clearly 175. So, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, the new journey just started. Uh, we're going to talk about that in detail in just a few more few more seconds. But what do you think about the decision that CDPR made to actually cap the vanities at level 100 and then, you know, um, throw all the bonuses in form of quests slash contracts? Pretty heavy, was it? Um, I think it's a fair deal, so... It satisfies the players who play a lot, and it satisfies the player who just want to get level 100 and then be done with it. And I also like that they don't put a time limit on the contracts you get with one level 100, so you can grind this over the next couple of months and don't have to grind it. Uh, I have 20 days left. Oh, I have to play Gwent. Yeah. <laughs> you can just do it on your own pace. That's amazing. Oh yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. Yeah, I think I, I wonder how it looks like from you know financial point of view, for instance, if if it made more people buy the journey before, or if it's a better idea financially or you know uh, marketing wise to to keep that cap at level one hundred. I think I think it's kind of easier and 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 better for people to keep it at one hundred, as as people mentioned in chat as well. Uh, it felt really like a difficult grind, and you had to play like two, three hours every day to make it to the last level in most cases. And this is something you you're, sometimes you, you don't want to do and you're not able to do, right? Because you have some other um, entertainment uh, viable options, right? So Baldur's Gate. So, I don't know. <laughs> Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember spamming that in your chat all the time. You just yeah, tried Baldur's to get those game. journey levels and I was like, dude, BG when? VG, dude. <laughs> yeah, VG was great. Yeah, though, though I, I, I still feel kind of, kind of bad for Baldur's Gate three not being isometric. Oh. I think no, I've recently bought um, Poe. Oh yeah. Pillars of Eternity. So uh, I'll, I'll get my first share of isometric RPGs in the near future. <laughs> but yeah, guys, we, we touched upon the topic of journey, and before, before we delve deeper into it maybe maybe we should show people what it is about and see the trailer once again once i was saved by a man he was a rebel an outcast a knight or even a sorcerer if you can believe it he had this crazy notion about beasts, how to fight them, 
I think he called them... Witchers. I heard you're a fan of my work. Ardently so. Alzor has stormed into the world of Gwent. Over the next few months, by simply playing, players will progress through our journey leveling system. Purchase access to the premium tier to immediately unlock Alzor as a legendary neutral leader skin. When leveling up, you'll unlock new styles and customizations for Alzor. Our journey will include over 50 unique, exclusive ornaments to be unlocked as you make your way to level 100. At the start of each week, we'll unveil a new segment of Alzor's and my story, tying into quests to help you progress faster. So sit down, be still, and let me tell you of the greatest sorcerer that ever lived. That's quite a trailer, I have to say. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. they are good at that. For sure. I mean, totally, totally unrelated, but you know, the voice, the voice actress, you know, telling you about the journey, top notch. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed listening to it. It had, you know, like a playful, playful tone, like, oh, the journey, exciting, I wanna play. I'm not sure about you guys. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a weird remark, I guess. <laughs> no, it was it was amazing. I can tell that you know they are getting better and better with that. Definitely. Yeah, really liked the trailer. But otherwise, I can't say much about the details. I didn't listen to her voice that much. <laughs> I'm still not sure about about the theme. Like, I'll, you know, it's it's not really what we expected. I mean, of course, the moment the moment. Um... You know, they they started revealing stuff. We we kind of knew what it could potentially be, but so I feel like it's a weird choice in a way. But yeah, we have a question about that, don't we? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So before I get ahead we, of myself, like uh, Slama actually, you know, said that nobody guessed and nobody is going to guess who uh, the next Journey character is going to be. And it's Alzer, right? It's pretty surprising. And I don't know how how did you feel about it, guys? Because I was I was pretty much surprised. Uh, we didn't know a lot about that guy, uh, lore wise. And I think that people are gonna be interested to learn uh, to learn some details about that character, about the origins of the Witchers as well, and about the mages. So uh, how did you feel, guys? And did you go for the extended version? Always. <laughs> Just take my money. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy choice, right? Oh, yeah, Getting absolutely. the extended, absolutely. Not for me yet. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, controversial <laughs> opinion. <laughs> um, I like him as a character lore-wise. I'm really interested to find out more about his lore because we don't know that much about his origins yeah exactly. his also double cross and he did a lot of crazy stuff uh i'm really looking forward to see that but to be honest the skin it's very well made that's for sure but it's what has already said we have so many skins already and so many cosmetics 
Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with Siri and Shoop at the moment. Not sure if I need an Alza skin. It depends probably if how I like the other cosmetics which come with the premium journey, like the Alza's card back. The Alza's double cross card back, I think it is. Looks pretty sweet. There are a lot of cool things. So at the end, I probably give in too. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Droid Alzor looks like a common peasant. That skin is absolutely atrocious. It's like, you know, a random guy you meet in the Witcher 1 just giving you a quest to kill 10 drowners. <laughs> but the overall, overall uh, I, I wasn't really shocked because um, they were hinting at that for a very long time. For instance, I remember a, a uh, Slama stream where he was like, yeah, we would like to do mages, but everyone ex expects either Yennefer or Triss. And then if you do one of them, somebody's going to be upset because it's not the other one. You know, the eternal waifu wars going on. <laughs> but he was hinting that, hey, we would like to do a mage-themed journey. And then we, we started getting those leaks that, you know, Buja claims were not controlled in any way. But... Basically, a Witcher expansion coming soon, TM. Uh, so we kind of knew that okay, there is something going on within that theme as well. So when when they showed you know some art during the open, I think everyone knew it was Alzor. Some people, me included, still hoped it was not gonna be Alzor. It was gonna be some someone more you know prominent. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe Avalak. But but then in the end they did go for Alzur and uh, I really don't know what to expect uh, you know lore wise because there isn't really much like in the Witcher novels you have you have some references to the Alzur's uh, spells and books and then there is some further explanation in Season of Storms I I think and that's about it. But yeah, of course, yeah, I, I did get the extended version. I am gonna play. I am gonna get all the rewards. I'm not sure if I'm gonna use them. <laughs> Just like you guys said, you know, we have so many vanities. And one, you know, once you get Siri Empress going on, I'm not sure if there is any other option for me. <laughs> well, yeah, what you can do about that? Unfortunately, uh, we still have to our, you know, fulfill our collectors. Uh, I don't know, lust. And get all the vanities still, but but yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of too much. But we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, as it's well. the abundance of wealth right now. Yeah, exactly. Like we have, we have so many buttons. skins and cosmetics, we don't really know what to do with them anymore. You know, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe an idea to donate them to give us the option to do that. Ooh. But then again, you know, not not a single company is gonna do that because obviously. You know, uh, Journey is a huge part of their income as of now. So uh, I, I can imagine they're not going to be like, oh, well, this guy doesn't want skins. No, 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 no. We, we are not going to give him the option to donate it to someone who, who didn't pay. <laughs> no. no, I I can't let you pass otherwise. Like, no, no way. <laughs> you have to pay. But yeah, um... What, uh, we we already talked about that a little bit. Uh, what's your what's your overall take on the quality of vanities? Because I feel like compared to the early skins, you know, the early leader, leader skins and early boards, we've uh, we've gone a really long way. And uh, and then do you do you want to see more contracts related to vanities? 
because you know normally you only get maybe maybe a border but mostly reward points yeah, would be definitely nice for people who play a bit more or like to uh let's say force people to play in different styles like if there are some crazy contracts like win 10 games with only bronze something like that this is always nice to have something crazy in the game uh yeah yeah like, like, like something it's... to to strive towards exactly okay like, like a huge yeah. goal something important but yeah, like now that you said it, you know, to win win ten ten games with go with bronzes only. Woof, that would be that would be challenging, <laughs> unless you play yeah. Skellige, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm honest. I honestly, you know, think Skellige would still be able to pull it off in the current state of the game. Just just play some, you know, great swords, invaders, and whatnot, and you're gonna be fine. I mean. Our favorite card, the Uncrate Longship, is gonna just carry the faction to complete the contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could work out, but at least at lower levels. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or you know, in casual. Yeah, just from casual. Hope that you that you queue into some wholesome new player who just started playing Gwen and then oh, let me show you my Skellige army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just instantly reminded that old Dandelion taunt. What was it? The like, watch Master in action? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, we missed Dandelion as a skin. That's that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to happen at some point. Oh, yeah, sure. absolutely. Like, I, I don't think they... You know, they, they have the balls not to include Dandelion in a future journey. Yeah. Yeah, observe a master in action. Yeah, oh, yeah, observe the nice. master in action. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for so many voice tones from the beta, like Reaches and Triss. Ah, oh, Reaches. Ah, oh, if my utmost gratitude. I love it. <laughs> I really like Letho. Letho was great, you know, because oh, yeah. because the tones were also always very short. It was like, mm, thanks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, moving on, guys. Moving on. Yeah, so uh, basically, um, some say that CDPR spends like too much time on Journey's cosmetics, including us a bit. Uh, but yeah, let's let's make a conclusion here. Is that is that the right um, statement? Is really CDPR spending too much time on Journey's cosmetics instead of balance, or or is it an overstatement? What do you say, guys? I would say. It's let's throw the under the bus. <laughs> I would say it's an overstatement. Uh, sure, uh, balancing is nice, but. The thing that keeps Gwent alive is not the balancing, but the money. And you need to sell some stuff for that. So i rather keep Gwent alive and in a little bit more unbalanced state than the other way around, having a perfectly balanced game and it's dead. Hmm. Yeah, I think that um, the uh, director of, of Live Ops, um... Vlad Torsov actually replied to the thread claiming that it's a shame that CDPR spends so much time time and, and 
and resources on journeys rather than balance and he said something like we actually have separate teams doing both so there is a separate separate group of employees doing balance and a separate group of employees doing uh journeys and vanities and they rarely overlap so i think i think that you know if we if we are to believe his words these issues are not really connected though i can definitely see how it appears that way because you know cdpr um say okay there's not gonna be a balance patch this month but here have a new journey <laughs> so like i guess for a lot of people it was an obvious conclusion to draw even 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 though it's a hastily one i would say yeah well i you know i think that we are actually um pretty lucky that we have still Gwent going on because I can imagine that, you know, at some point it was a really tough decision for the management of CDPR uh to either, you know, keep that project going or or you know close it at all. Cause, you know, there were a lot of changes, a lot of uh, you know, re rethinking this idea and the project, changing the directors of the game. So I can imagine that it was really tough for them. So, you know, with uh, that abundance of um, of cosmetics and journey, uh, we can be pretty sure that, that Gwen just keeps living and staying uh, with us for a longer time. So I think it's, it's a fair uh, exchange, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to mention. Uh, if you look at the uh, period of time between midwinter and early homecoming-ish, We've yeah. had like three or four game directors. Yeah. So 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 before Slama landed the gig, nobody really knew what direction Gwent was 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 heading. Mm. And you know, I, I, I don't feel like I, I have the right to quote uh any CDPR employees on the matter here, but like from from what I know I can tell you that they were not happy either. And I, I guess I assume that the, 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 the odds of Gwen being discontinued at some point were we're definitely, you know, uh, discussed among among the team. So I'm I'm really happy that the game is still there. We are getting new expansions. We are getting journeys. We are getting new stuff. Balance changes, new leaders. Uh, you name it, we get it. <laughs> and and you know, uh, I just said something about you know expansions. I know that a lot of people got to complain about only few expansions this year because we already know the expansion is coming. And, you know, considering what we know, considering the quote-unquote totally uncontrolled leaks and, and this journey, it seems to me like it's a proper, you know, uh, like a, a introduction to the upcoming expansion. You know, Azur, and we've seen some witchery stuff being, being leaked by, by some people. Do you think these things are connected or is just completely unrelated and the witcher expansion is totally not happening? I mean, it definitely has to be connected. Yeah. Um, we saw the card art with Snowdrop, the girl, which is together with Alsa. We saw Alsa from behind. We saw the castle. I don't remember the name, but mm -hmm. where some witches were created, I think. Cap <laughs> <laughs> a pride. Yeah, hands up. <clears throat> Yeah, we saw also the castle where the witches were created, I think, or some witches were created. So yeah. it definitely has to be like also mage witcher origin story. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th that's what everyone thinks. I mean, of of course, I I I still think that CPR has the the power to surprise us after all. But you know, the castle they they leaked it totally look looks like 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 Stiga and you know that used to be the yeah. Witcher's Keep. You know, you know where where the uh, school of the cat originated. And we've seen some um, card previews. We've seen some uh, some card art. So it clearly seems like witchers. And I, I like I like what what it seems to be that every faction will have a witcher school uh, attached to it. Other than um, Syndicate, I think Syndicate is gonna be you know Salamandra mutants kind of thing. I guess somebody somebody leaked Black Ryla. Black Ryla coming to Gwent. Oh yeah, there were a lot of like uh, pretty uh, good value leaks. I think dropped on Reddit some time ago. Yeah, I'm not sure if if we can show that to people as well. No, if no, we, want we, to show we, it. we don't have it handy because yeah. uh, you know um, during um, episode twenty or twenty twenty one with Pavel, he said, you know, don't don't just spread misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he wasn't able to comment on that, so I think we shouldn't really show things that are not confirmed yet. But yeah, if you look at the card previews, because that's mostly what we've seen so far. Uh, as I said, we've seen Stiga, we've seen um, uh, Gaetan, the, the Witcher the, from the Scott School in The Witcher 3, in, in Mid-Cops, I think, in Velen. So yeah, plenty of characters like that. And one one thing that really interests me is... There is some mutagens coming, apparently. Oh my god, my neighbors oh, wow. are drilling. Can you hear that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Good timing. Oh man, great oh, man. timing. Did you move to Poland? Holy shit. Nah, nah. I, I, I actually have neighbors who are from South America and, you know, the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, uh, the, guy, the guy is from uh, Dominican Republic and his wife is from Cuba. Great people, by the way. You know, I, I enjoyed talking to them. Amazing neighbors. <laughs> but you know, that drilling, very, very unfortunate. Or maybe it was just Pavo or Jason, you know, trying to prevent us from talking about the expansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that was actually a really long fart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, um... You have to be quiet about it, as as Jennifer explained in in Ball of Elves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is actually you, you know I'm rereading the Witcher books right now, and um, <laughs> it's really crazy how many references to the books are actually in the Witcher games. Like you know, I, I've read the books a long time ago, so now reading them, I'm seeing a lot of things that I totally totally see didn't see you no know, any connection. For example, um. You know, we we are totally going off topic right now. Um, near Oxenford in in The Witcher Three, you have that guy, you know, selling tickets to see the basilisk, mm -hmm. and the girl mm -hmm. being like, "Oh, it's a wyvern." It's actually a scene from Time of Contempt. You know, between Siri and Fabio, mm, yeah, they they go they they go to see a basilisk, which happens to be a wyvern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just 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 a small thing. Totally spoiling The Witcher Three for Fairly here. Uh, I played it before, but I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's just things the... you normally don't remember about, and then the moment mm. you reread the books, uh, you see how how much more was borrowed. 
or you know I, I recently figured out that um, the lines <laughs> oh come on man just oh, stop man. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I'm sorry guys no I technical don't... issues this time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't neighbors. There is always something, right? Either I forget to uh, unmute the microphone or or add something to the podcast, and now this happens. <laughs> I, I I I I was lost in thought. What I was talking about? <laughs> about the additions, you know, in in the oh, game. Oh yeah, so that um, the Kerak City Guard. Her lines oh, yeah. are actually come straight yeah. from the books. Oh yes. And they are directly borrowed from the books. I mean, from one book, the Season of Storms. So yeah, the 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 expansion coming coming next month, apparently, right? I mean, is it actually confirmed that it's coming right after the Masters, or is it something we just assumed? It's an assumption, I think. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy before the Masters. I mean, the it's not happened before the Masters. Like, just just imagine. You know, you are you are in the top eight. You are going to masters, and CDB are like <laughs> new expansion the same day. Boom! <laughs> I mean, that would be quite an amazing tournament. <laughs> that would oh, be an amazing man. element of surprise. <laughs> Just imagine, you know, you have to submit your your decks, and you're like, what? Though, though I think I, I think they have to submit the deck lists a few, at least a few days before the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's usually Monday before the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> just, so just imagine they you know dropping dropping the ball like that Monday 10 a.m. Boom, new expansion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now they're hammering. They're stunt training. Oh man. I'm sorry, guys. I I, I can't do anything about that. It's just. <laughs> It's a fact of life. You know, the more we talk about the expansion, the the more hammering and drilling there is. Slama, it's is definitely Buja. It's definitely Slama. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, it's Buja to totally doesn't have COVID. He just traveled to Holland to, you know, prevent us from talking about the expansion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving on, we already talked about the predictions and the expectations. We all think it's gonna be Witcher themed. We've seen. Some cards, controlled, uncontrolled leaks, official, unofficial leaks. Uh, next question. All right, let's move to the leak season, right? Because it should be happening at some point right now. I wonder how they're going to organize it this time because we've seen a, a lot of different marketing strategies uh, up till now. And I'm really hoping for the community reveals just like the last time. And well, <clears throat> I'm not sure if we can mention this yet about yeah, we, our we, we little secret. Soon. We, we will soon uh, mention this. All right. Things. All right. So we are not mentioning anything right now, but. Uh, I mean, we can I mean soon it. in like five minutes. All right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so guys, stay with us. Uh, we're going to mention some good stuff here. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm really hoping for that. So, uh, you know, there are Gwent partners for some reason. So I'm hoping that we're getting some cards and some reveals this time as well. And it should be starting fairly soon, right? We, we are sitting at the 7th November, November the 7th, and we have like presumably days. one month, right, from the new expansion. So Yeah, that's an educated guess. I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I would start by asking, Feldy, have you ever revealed 
a card. No reveal version. <laughs> I would love to reveal one one day, but let's see. It's always limited uh, amount of cards, so yeah. 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 I mean, it it really depends on what, as as has already said, we've seen uh, various, uh, you know, marketing strategies being deployed in the past. So yeah. It really depends on what they're intending to do this time around because mm. we've seen expansions where almost every single card was revealed by content creators and and that means you know 70 80 cards going to the partners so um, a lot of community uh reveals but we've also seen you know master mirror where it was distributed uh some other way i think i think the net number of cards that went to individual creators was like creators was 20 20 something cards because they revealed a lot of cards up uh, during um during the open right then um there was a number of cards that went obviously to uh faction ambassadors um tournament casters like you obviously expect them to have a card every expansion it's it's not something to be mad about it's just how it should be and then um you know ryan even on this show explained to us that a huge chunk of cards is going to uh community projects you know official team uh, unofficial uh gwen teams like artuza i guess and you know everything they're doing as well so uh yeah the number of cards that's left for individual creators is i mean at least what you know during the last expansion was fairly low i'm not sure how how they're gonna go about that this time around what do you guys expect do you expect you know a full-blown uh community uh reveal season or is it gonna be more like the last time i would hope for more community reveals um i think it's a very nice thing to give the community and the grant partners so <laughs> not being selfish at all but it would be cool <laughs> to not, have not, more not of them. anything at all <laughs> yeah but yeah, I actually saw uh, on the Gwent dis uh, partners Discord somebody asking, guys, so uh, review season, when is it starting? <laughs> like people are already ready, people are already waiting. Yeah. But I, I guess you guys are gonna apply for a review, like because that that that's how it's done, right? You have to apply. They 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 don't just approach you and be like, uh, okay, uh, you're getting card. You have to apply. So uh, do you guys intend to apply this time around? I I think Feld is because he already said he wants to review a card. What about you, Hesser? Because you are not streaming on a regular basis anymore. At least I don't think you are. Yeah, not really. It's like semi-regular. But yeah, still, I, I would love to, you know, reveal a card. Maybe, you know, even through some sort of a video, like a YouTube video or something like that. I, I was thinking about actually uh, reviving my YouTube channel, mainly because that I'm not streaming regularly right now. But I could, for instance, you know, drop a video or, or two from time to time. So yeah, that'll be a, a cool one. And I think you know the uh, you know the five minutes I I mentioned have already passed or close to passed. So uh, you know, speaking of leaks, we don't have anything anything to show right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but what I can tell you is, uh, episode twenty four, which is happening in exactly two weeks, we are gonna have a uh, CD Projekt Red employee on the show. It's oh, someone yeah. uh, you've seen during the open, and it's someone who hasn't been on this show before. And said person said, quote unquote, that the leak master himself has prepared a juicy leak for us for this special occasion. 
you know, normally, normally we don't leak about the leaks, but uh, you know, what do you guys expect it to be? Because it, it sounds like it's more than a card. Oh man, I I, I was hoping for some sort of a new mechanic, for instance, like uh, you know, something completely new. Just like we had, well, the evolving cards were actually cards, but that was a new mechanic, mechanic in uh, in a way. So maybe we're gonna see something like that, you know, I on mean, that leak. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, you know, considering the things we've got in the past, they 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 have to keep keep them at a certain level. I would say no pressure, no pressure, Jason or Pavo, <laughs> but you know, after giving us six new leaders to review and. Uh, the draft mode and you know evolving cards, you know, it, it just can't be you know a, a small card anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be happy with anything, really. If it, even if it's just a four provision neutral, nobody's gonna play. It's still a leak, and it's still you know a um, an honor to and, and and a privilege to to be considered among, among the group of people who can. <laughs> Bouja again. Pavo, please stop. Pavel, come on, man. Come like on. really, I just want to talk about the expansion. Yeah, Can I? Let us work. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun to listen to for people, uh, you know, checking the podcast on Spotify and other platforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to include that into the description, like you know. Yeah, be Some wary. Heavy drilling. Yeah, be wary of, Yeah, be wary of Bouja farting. Not safe for work, right? Not safe for work, exactly. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, looking at Alzur from behind, that was totally not safe for work, or, or you know, Rule Thirty Four regarding Chup, I, I guess it was. So, uh, yeah, you know, this this podcast has its own rules, I would say. Mm. But okay, guys, enough about the expansion because we don't know anything. We only know it's likely gonna be Witcher themed. We know we as the podcast are getting something to show. In yeah. two weeks, uh, we assume the review campaign is going to start soon because, you know, if if, if in two weeks we are supposed to say, show something, then I guess that other people, you know, action investors stuff like that are gonna show some some leaks earlier than that. But there is one more thing we have to talk about, and that's obviously the draft mode. But be before before we talk about our experience and how do we like it, I think that we should listen to Pavo uh, explain the mode once again. Step in through the portal if you dare to accept Master Mirror's challenge and fight in his realm. Introducing Draft Mode, a fresh way to experience Gwent. First of all, there is no entry fee to play Draft Mode. You can jump right in and experience the new format. Now let's test it out. Enter the portal. You start off by picking your leader ability. Pick your core card. These cards can't be drafted later and will affect the options for your subsequent draft picks, so choose carefully. Pick one of the three card packages. As you can see, you have a couple interesting options here. You will be able to pick three card packages eight times before ending the draft by choosing a stratagem. Once your deck is ready, give it a try. See you on the battlefield, my friends. See you, Pavel. 
Yeah, see you, <laughs> and uh, good luck battling COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was it was sad news, but I I still like that he you know converted that into a joke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. mom always told me to score good on exams, except not this one. <laughs> but yeah, draft yeah. mode, guys. Um, so arena is no more. Um, first impressions, I would say. I'm super happy how it turned out. Um, this is basically the thing I was expecting Arena to be. So I'm happy that we actually get this now. Like you draft some actually synergy cards and not just point slam. Obviously there are still some things to improve upon. Some packages are too strong. Some leader abilities are a little bit too strong, but the general direction of it is just right. Yeah, I think like the the first the first impression uh, was pretty positive, and I'm happy that they improved what they uh, showed us and what we leaked uh, at the very beginning with Pavel. And um, it feels like pretty much like in Rune Terra, for instance, where you know I I think that this is one of the most refined uh, draft modes um, ever, and if they go this direction, this is gonna be definitely great. And finally, we can equip uh, all the vanities, right? Oh, we yeah. can use them. Uh, in any way possible, uh, almost. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's there's more synergy. There is actually building a deck with an idea, right? You're, you're actually finding, um, you know, your main card and you're building around it. And you have more chances to actually get into that. So, so I'm pretty happy with that. And definitely this is a great uh, thing to have for the month uh, between the seasons. I just realized I actually stole your question. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, my, my draft experience has been amazing. Uh, as I said before the podcast, I'm really happy that early on they gave us the ability to just play them out without any kind of entrance fee so that we can experiment. Mm -hmm. We can see what the mode is about. We can um, explore all, all the possibilities. And honestly, some of these combinations are absolutely sick. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a moment, guys. Uh, the craziest combos that you've pulled off in draft so far. Uh, so from what I've seen, I've actually not played that many myself, but I've seen three very interesting drafts. The first one was Pyabol. He drafted 10 passive lower pitches four flying Redanians into a hidden cash deck. You can imagine how it turned out. He played, oh, he played one round three where he basically played Peaches the whole game, <laughs> nothing else. Then there was also one draft with, um, with Savage Bear and Stockpile. Um, oh basically, God. you have, he had like, I think it was also Pyreball, he had five savage bears so they get already charges if other savage bears are in the graveyard and then he had like priscilla dandelion all those funny things and everything was bleeding on the opponent's board <laughs> that was also quite hilarious <laughs> yeah stockpile is pretty funny and the last one is also a stockpile deck i think with hefty helge i saw some screenshots like four hefty helges on the board the rest of the hands just 
tactics. So every time you get like five, ten, ten damage on top of everything. Yeah, absolutely crazy combos you can do there. I love it. Yeah, I, in addition to that, I would also like to add uh, the hyper thinning and, you know, like oh, a couple yeah. of, I don't know, a couple of knickers and a couple of like any other cards that jump out of your deck. And it, it can get really fun. I have seen like people uh, having like nine cards like that. And, and that's pretty crazy, too. Yeah, they're actually heavy voices. Um, you know, people saying we should limit the number of, of, of combos like that to three cards tops. That's, that's what some people have been saying that, you know, the thinning aspect of draft is a little yeah. bit too crazy right now. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is definitely. But I enjoy it. But, you know, the craziest thing I've seen in draft is people actually building proper meta decks in draft. I have no <laughs> idea what the odds are. But yesterday I was playing against Congregate with uh, Disarray and, you know, the Quartermaster and the uh, uh, Procession of Penance and all that stuff. And I was like, how did you, how did you get all of the, those cards? Like the guy played a single non-syndicate card the whole match. He was just playing the meta deck in draft and I was like, wow. <laughs> that's that's really unique. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. I think for syndicate it's actually not that tough to build a meta deck. Yeah, like you choose you get if you choose a syndicate leader ability, you already get like a lot of coin syndicate related uh packages offered. And then you just have to go, yeah, okay, I'm Swarm, so let's pick Fall Knight, let's pick all the Fire Swarm packages I get offered, and then you basically almost end up with a meta deck. Yeah, that's that, that's also true, yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes these combos are really, really nice. I, I love playing Imposter versus Imposter in draft. Like, especially round three, it's just, you know, like, like that Spider-Man meme, you know, aiming at <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my strategy is basically to discard. Like if you are going um, second, just discard your cards. Like they will have to play something at some point <laughs> for you to imposter. <laughs> if you have the last say, easy. Just wait till the last card. You imposter it and play your last card to win. <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been having a lot of fun with my current draft deck, which is a glaze. Oh man, oh man, man, it's just you know as I told you guys before the podcast, double double frexinet. Uh, Triple or quadruple um, Circle of Life. I got um, the Protector to revive Circle of Life. I got um, Gift of Nature, you know, to do something. And, you know, it's combined with the Shield Wall and, and some Hammage Riots. And, and I got some Eyeicers for thinning. It's not a great deck, but it's just so much fun to play. I love decks when you have some sort of, end, you know, end game goal to achieve. You know, yeah. and Thick Aglaze is always, always nice to play. Uh, was she like the the core card you got at the beginning? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, she was one of all the core right, cards. All right, yeah. makes sense. Nice. A lot of hand buff. I didn't get all gold or stuff like that, but you know, all the other cards are just really, really cool. Except you know, if I, when I'm playing against you know, like triple Visigoda, it's it's kind of problematic because I don't have enough control tools to to deal with that. But that's 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 still pretty cool. But yeah, uh, moving on to the next question, guys, are you actually um? Happy with Arena being gone, or do you think you know we should have both modes at the same time? I'm fine 
requisite. Uh, Arena always felt like uh, like the forgotten stepchild. <laughs> Nobody really cared about anymore because it was just this point slam fiesta. You picked a high provision card with eight nine power damage by four, and that's it. No synergies. Uh, yeah. Nah. So I'm happy with it. You're saying that Arena is the forgotten stepchild. So what is draft then? Your stepchild is <laughs> stuck in a washing machine. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, not this direction again, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this stream is 18 plus, so. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Villa, if you're watching, you know, close your ears. Close your ears. <laughs> you haven't heard that. Yeah. Um. Anything? Anything else? Want to want to want to say about the draft or arena about about the recent changes? Other than the visuals being being you know kind of paint quality so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, the board but... is great. The board is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, like the, the 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 whole draft selection screen kind of looks like paint still. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, but you I mean, know what? Just... I was like super sad about. Uh, no ranked possibilities in in drafts, and this is what Buja mentioned during our podcast, right? Last time, like I think that having like any type of ladder um, with draft would would make sense, you know, because that would make some streamers maybe stick to the draft. That would make people do some content with that. I know there's gonna be like you know uh, some meme content from the draft right now, but making it more competitive would make sense. For sure, just like let's let's say Hearthstone, for example, right? They don't have like a proper uh, ranking for that, right? But there is there you can go to the website and see who's got the, the biggest amount of wins, for instance, like perfect runs. So that would that would make sense. I yeah, they could also uh, they could also implement something like that for the seasonal mode. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you know, you said about content creators focusing uh, on on draft mode. Uh, any of you guys know whether or not Bebo has been streaming draft? Because he used to be the arena ambassador, then yeah. he moved to other things. Um, is he playing draft? Do we do we do we know something about that? Mm, or is he just still doing you know, just chatting and traveling across Japan, showing us the the country and the cities? I I think he's still doing the IRL streams right now. But these, those are great IRL streams. They are not, you yeah. know, your typical IRL streams. Oh, yeah. As I said, you know, multiple times, whenever you go to the Jazz Chatting category, it's it's something else. <laughs> you know, the amount of weird people and, and people who just pretend to stream and show their attributes. Uh, crazy things, man. Don't go there, kids. Don't go to Jazz Chatting. Don't go. <laughs> if you let them go there. <laughs> I've seen though I've seen a couple of really cool um cool streams like um like bike couriers you know uh, cycling around New York delivering packages that that, that was pretty cool <laughs> that's a good stream yeah but yeah I think I think we can we can safely move to the next segment which is competitive Gwent as you guys know we are a month away from world masters the season two finals are we looking forward to the tournament no ah just kidding <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously love to see this finally a world master in action after waiting for <clears throat> a few years and still not having world master one but yeah. at least world master two that's also fine 
sure it would have loved to see it in person in Warsaw, like on site, yeah. but with the current situation, sadly not oh, possible. Yeah. But say you know, make with the situation actually not improving in the mm. last couple of weeks. Uh... I think it's safe to say uh, there is now there there is not gonna be a viewing party. Yeah. Oh sadly. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Poland probably uh, is going to go into the full lockdown. Maybe if oh. not next week, maybe in two weeks. It's it's all gonna depend depend on the number of cases. But we'll see. I mean, yeah. considering Anyways, how many people are on the streets right now, I think that the number of cases is gonna skyrocket. <laughs> Yeah, with the protests. Yeah, but the protests are, are calming down, actually, so... I don't know. We'll see. We'll but see. still, I see a lot of meme potential, you know, Season 2 happening before Season 1. <laughs> ah, the memes are gonna be juicy. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we actually know who's playing? Like, we do know who's playing, but do we remember who's playing? Esser, the master of all the links. Uh, I didn't have that one, but I'm gonna get it. Damn it, Hesser, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember them actually. I remember them. We have demarcation, we have Wang ID, we have Pageball, Tailbot, and Camps. I remember three Polish players. Uh, there is gonna be Gravish as well, Kalimon, and. Magpie? And Saber, I think. Saber. Oh, yeah, Saber. Yeah. There's going to be a great oh. appearance of Saber on the tournament. Interesting. Yeah, so... I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to watching cool Payabo playing because I didn't really know much about him before the last Open, but, oh, man, that was, that was sick place. Definitely, oh, yeah. definitely the community's favorite as of now. Plus, you know the the great story behind his name. Oh man, that's I man. can I I can see him writing. You know the the new um the new the new Donald Trump like book. You know the 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 <laughs> art of the art of business or whatever that was. <laughs> the art out of the deal. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. That's it, your family. I mean, the 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 story behind the name was absolutely amazing. Mm. Yeah, and you know that was actually quite unexpected because I well I've seen Patchable playing uh, before in the qualifiers and playing well, and you know we all know that he's a good player, but but what he uh, what he's shown uh, on that uh, open it was actually something else. That was pretty pretty impressive, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah it's been a while since I've seen um, you know Shinmiri this excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that moment <clears throat> when he oh, yeah. killed his own unit. We were in Discord together and watching it, and everybody was screaming, Fire! Kill your own unit! Do it! And, then he did all, and everybody erupted in tears. <laughs> <laughs> but is there actually anything you can leak, Hesser? Because you are clearly gonna work on that one as well. Is there something you're gonna tell us right now? I'm totally you know, putting you on the spot, I know. <laughs> well, what I can say that actually I mentioned that at the beginning that you know they are cooking something else, uh, something different from the original opens. Uh, even I don't know what is going to happen, so uh, we just need to wait and and see, right? But we can expect some something else with the format, definitely. Alrighty, moving on. 
Yeah, so um, we need to bring up some summary, right, of the competitive season two. Uh, we've seen competitive season one. We're going to wait a bit more for, for the finale. Uh, it's probably going to happen next year if the situation uh, turns out uh, to look better in Poland, definitely. I think that they're going to, you know, invite the players and make it with all the confettis, uh, just like Pavel said last time. Uh, so we can we can uh, expect the the finale number one next year. But uh, what do you think, guys, about the competitive season number two being uh, completely online? Right? I think all the tournaments were online, and we can I don't know from my point of view, it it ended up pretty pretty successful. I, I think that uh, you know with some hiccups at the very beginning, uh, with the first one and with the disconnects. Uh, they improved a lot later on, and I think it was a pretty successful uh, season. And I think we're just waiting for that crown of the final number two, right? What do you think, guys? Pretty much, pretty much my own opinion. Uh, I'm glad they managed to figure out the small hiccups and got rid of it, because that was really heartbreaking to see, like, two losses just due to the disconnect. Yeah, but yeah, nowadays they manage to reduce the delays from when the games still have to wait like an hour to play. That was quite annoying. <laughs> uh, and also no random disconnects anymore. Looks pretty good now. Uh, so I hope everything goes smoothly in the World Masters then. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome that they are actually you know doing all of that in house right now from their own studio and. You know, without the help of some other outsourcing uh, companies, and and it looks it looks pretty alright. I like it. I like uh, Buja being in the studio as well in the tavern in the old tavern. Brings up you know the old days from season one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I what I wanted to say. You know, when Ryan was on the show, we actually asked about uh, the possibility to have some sort of a limited crew at the studio, and now you know Panda is there, Buja is yeah, there. Yeah. Well, uh, the events that followed afterwards were rather unfortunate, with uh, Pavel being um, yeah. being officially declared uh, infected with Corona. Coronad, yeah. Coronad, Corona S. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I can only hope that you know other people who were at the studio at the time didn't catch it. But overall, you know, as Feldy said, the the, the initial hiccups. Uh, I'm super glad they. They they got to fix it and uh, overall the opens have been really really enjoyable and what I realized is that you know all the castles and shit as we talk about you know when Pavel was here it's not really important it's it's the atmosphere it's the great play it's the commentary provided by uh, by amazing content creators you know uh, it's it's the whole thing not only where the tournament is taking place it can take play place online online and still be a great event. I mean, it's it's still pretty important, but <laughs> it's been pretty awesome, right? But, yeah. but I mean, you, you were not seeing it. the cast when 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 the players are are going at each other. Yeah, I would still love to see it. It was it was <laughs> I still quite want my amazing. Castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Come on, man, where's my castle? But I can imagine that it's not quite. You can't do it during Corona, and it's probably also not very cheap to do something like that. So, yeah, not sure if you're gonna see that in the future, or if we just go back to the tavern if Corona is over. Yeah, I think I think it has a um, significant impact on on how we, you know, see things. 
like like you said, you know, going to a tavern, and you instantly think about Corona. And it, it's crazy how sometimes you're watching and you know a series or, or or a movie from a couple of years ago, and people are shaking hands and hugging and touching each other, and you're like, oh my god, what are they doing? <laughs> oh yeah. And it's crazy how it's no longer weird for us, for for let's say you know people from the West, to see to see you know um, people wearing wearing masks. Yeah. It, was, it was always like, oh, the Japanese people are crazy for doing that. <laughs> and now, now look at us. Yeah. That's a revenge for all these memes and all that laughing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, do we have more questions about competitive Gwent, guys? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we also have a question about the community tournaments, right? Because apart from um from the competitive season two being moved to to online to the internet um we also have the community tournaments and that field is actually booming we have a lot of events going on and we had a lot of events we had falcus rebellion duel of dogs we had a lot of different tournaments before that as well with uh tlgs for for example i think the tlgs tournament was uh, one of the most successful and the biggest tournaments uh this season as well and it's really well done. But same goes for Falcus Rebellion and Duel of Dogs. Pretty cool tournaments. And uh, we can only hope that with the you know tournament platform, uh, we can see more of those happening. Right. So so what's your take, guys, on the community tournaments? What do you think about those? How should they be maybe improved? Heldy, what do you think about that? Uh, obviously, I'm pretty happy that we still have a thriving community after so many years. Yeah. which still organizes stuff like that just because they love the game. Um, yeah, also like to play in them if I have the time. Um, yeah, what to be improved? I would say the biggest improvement for that would be to improve the tournament mode on the website that becomes <laughs> yeah. more stable. <clears throat> Wild Hunt tournament. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, that would probably help the most. Maybe, I mean, I think CDPR already gives like rewards out for those custom tournaments. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. If the tournament client gets more stable, I think we're good to go. Yeah, it's also cool that, you know, Vlad uh, mentioned last time after the open that uh, they are not gonna, you know, add some crown points to those community tournaments, not to confuse the competitive players, uh, right? And to to make po it possible to uh, to get some actually competitive points from those community tournaments. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good direction they're they're heading. What do you think, Matt? Overall, I'm I'm as I said, I'm as as Feldy said, I'm super super happy with the fact that we still have. A thriving and well organized community to actually, you know, put these tournaments together. I haven't seen much of Duel of Dogs. I only I've only seen some shirtless action on various streams, <laughs> and that was pretty confusing. Um, as far as Falcas Rebellion goes, uh, you know, the event was massive, and uh, yeah, considering all the tech problems and the fact that it was basically organized by one one person. I think, I think there, there was so many things that could have gone wrong and some of them did but you know you you can't deny the ambition like to to pull something like that off that's that's just huge eight events that culminate in a grand grand finale 
you know, you, you have to have the smarts to even think about something like this. Oh, yeah. But I, I yeah. want to wanna pick up on something NFL we said. Wild Hunt. Guys, what's happening with Wild Hunt? Because they announced going online and then went quiet? Do we know anything about it? I don't think so. No, me neither. I, I, I haven't talked to Flake in a bit, and I'm not sure if Flake is still involved in, the, in, in Wild Hunt. Feldy, do you know something about that? No, I haven't heard anything after the tournament got delayed, postponed, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I still remember when, when Flake was on, on the show and, and he was telling us about all the crazy things they had planned for Wild Hunt 3. You know, the grand finale at the mansion in Florida. Oh, crazy stuff. I mean, it's just <laughs> such a shame it, it never happened. Yeah. I mean, maybe it will happen at some point. You never know. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, the last one I, I can see here is like from August, like judging from their, their Twitter. So yeah, nothing is going on. We would have Staying to Staying on top of the link game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think that's, that's it when it comes to the competitive scene because, well, the last tournament was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Masters, as you, can guys, as you guys can see on the screen, uh, taking place on December the 5th and the 6th. Um, the format is known, but the setting is gonna be slightly different, as has already implied. I don't, I don't hear any drilling, so I think it's a safe leak. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, let's move to the last segment of this show, which is personal Q and A, and we wanna talk about something that Feldy has been widely known for, which is the Gwent trivia. How did you get this idea? Um, was quite, I think, three years ago now, almost. Um, I, it was just when Twitch introduced the possibility to gift subs. And it was right around Christmas. So I thought like, oh, yeah, that's a cool thing. To I was like super big in Swimstream's community back then. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to gift like a few subs to the community there and was thinking, how do I decide who do i give it and i i thought and i was always like yeah i like lore i like like trivia all this makes the game feel more alive I was like, yeah let's do some trivia questions and then it was like i think 30 trivia questions and then i asked in swims channel and whoever got it right got uh then a sub gift from me and then i I like that. So next year I did it again. I think then time was 150 questions. And then the next year it was like 700 questions. And now we had oh, something yeah. like 2000. Oh God. <laughs> That's a massive undertaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Took quite a lot of time to get this together. Like, I think. I think uh, man hours hard to tell. Uh, I think like if I have to combine everything I did for the uh, I think like three weeks without sleeping. <laughs> if oh, we man. combine it over the whole year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just imagine you just, you know, crunch time through weeks, no sleep. Thinking <laughs> about the questions. <laughs> no 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 not quite. Uh, it's always if I'm like bored and nothing is to do and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do some trivia questions to fill the time. 
Oh man, do you like plan to add like more of them in the future? Are you like, is it like an ongoing project as well? Ah, somehow of an ongoing project. Um, I want to do like trivia questions for every question, uh, for every card there is. I have already like the card art. I do sometimes like a snippet of the card art, mm. which card shows this soldier, for example. I also want to do this for voice lines and other stuff. Like the trivia texts are sometimes interesting or the premium sometimes have a funny or remarkable sound. That's also good. And then obviously if a new expansion hits, then you also have to update the list and include the new stuff. So always something to do. In the last months, it, I didn't do that much, to be honest. Uh, I was a little bit lazy, but <laughs> when the expansion hits, then I'm suddenly updating a few questions again. With That's that being awesome. said, are there any nightmare level entries, you know, questions that people can figure out even if their life depended on that? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. I try to make them, let's say, doable, usually. <laughs> But there are a few where I'm like, ah, <laughs> let's 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 tease them a little bit and let them squirm. Oh um, yeah, I remember one question in your stream that you know, even no, even some, even though some people call me the lore master, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and the question was, you showed some art, and you were like, which? To and the question was, to which card does this previous art belong? And that was incinerating oh, yeah. trap, and I was like, "What? Yeah. I didn't see the link whatsoever. It was just some dude standing in front of a house with a torch." Mm. Yeah, it's the the witches' request where the people burn down the house from some elf lady, and basically a picture of that, and that was incinerating trap in alpha, I think. Yeah, like no, no way I would have figured out. And you were giving us so many hints, and people were like. <laughs> some dude burning a house in a scroto cart. I mean, it's not sure, is it? Mm, not quite. <laughs> yeah, the, the toughest one are always like the the back in my days. <laughs> These are always the the most difficult ones, I would say, because oh, yeah. there are not that many people who played like in 2017 Gwent, and they might even if they played, they might not remember that. So. That's quite difficult. Um, there's one more thing I, I really want to know because um, earlier on we talked a little bit about KBT and um, you said that you have a couple of um, entries about him. Are there more um, entries related to community members? Yeah, obviously. Um, for example, I have some voice lines for certain streamers, uh, usually the ones you hear on Ocean Mud stream, like, <laughs> this is the kind of combo. <laughs> who is this? That's <laughs> uh, Crozier. Um, who else do we have? Then we have, like, yeah, something like your, like, KBT, which three words ended KBT's entire Reddit career? <laughs> it was the nice analysis, KBT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then also some some other like uh, yeah, who won tournament XY something like this is also in there. There are quite a few questions regarding the community. Oh yeah, but there, most is there. There art. is definitely a question about who sucks in translating Chinese players. 
<laughs> you know, the, the staple of every tournament. Uh, whenever Hesser is translating, someone, someone has to say that. <laughs> yeah, but this time they didn't say that. Yeah, I wanted to, but I was, I was too late. <laughs> and actually, one guy did gave me a really hard time with, with the translation, with the long translation. But yeah, it, was, it went pretty well. Oh, Brazzer is saying here, who is the most NG dedicated streamer? There we go. <laughs> that's another question here. I don't stream yeah. anymore, so that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Content pretty, sure creator. I of, pretty sure I have a question about Merchant of Novigrad too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. ah, I would, would have to look to not lie, but... Okay, let's, let's, let's have a look. Sure. Let's have a look into your Excel file. That contains God, many God, God knows how many thousands of entries. Yeah, two thousand entries. Let's see, merchants of Novigrad. Ah, shit! I lied. I have one <laughs> about the top deck talk podcast, which happened like two years ago. Yeah, eons ago. Top deck was actually a team, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but they also had a podcast every yeah. Thursday. I think I think uh, Jagarus was on that podcast. Yeah, Swim, Jaggerus. I think they were the main hosts, if I remember correctly, the rest. It's a little bit dizzy, haze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, you know, so, so much time uh, has passed. Actually, uh, Hesser, we recently, recently talked about that, right? About streamers uh, who no longer stream and who you miss. Yeah. You know, guys like Merchant and, uh, and Alias, Alias V and plenty, plenty of other players who... You know, Miguel, who moved on and no longer played Gwent. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Would be awesome to see some of them, like, you know, come back for just a couple of streams or to, you know, release some sort of video. I think that video could be really popular among the community. If, like, yeah. Merchant decided to go for one video from Gwent or Mogwai, you know, then it would be really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, um, chat. What has chat come up with this time, Hesser. Just don't well, tell me much. it's not a whole lot. Not much. They were giving me hard time again, just like the last time. But I actually managed to pick up one question here about the new expansion. And the question was, would you prefer a separate Witcher faction or Witcher cards for every faction? Right? Like, you know, considering the fact that we are apparently getting a Witcher expansion or Witcher-themed expansion. I wonder, I wonder which one would you guys prefer? I think I, I personally, for example, I would go for, uh, for Witcher cards for every faction. I'm thinking, and this is probably what we are getting. I, I don't think that Witcher faction would would make any sense. That would be pretty mm. hard to create. Yeah, you, have to, you need to come up with so many bronze witches. Yeah, <laughs> it would be crazy and. Uh... I don't think we need a new faction anytime soon. So yeah, I think six is a, is, is a sweet spot. Six? We I have was six thinking, I was thinking five. Yeah, five factions? No, it's <laughs> <laughs> It's Nilfgaard. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now it kind of seems so. Yeah, right, right now I agree. Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 great sun isn't isn't shining very bright. But yeah, we will be back <laughs> for sure. One day, one expansion, one expansion CDPR will be like, okay, guys, this is time for Nilfgaard. 
to get completely broken cards that we are not going to nerf for two months. <laughs> Amnesty goes sure. down to four provisions and can, can steal a four-point card. Easy game. Um, so that's what we've got from chat, you say. Nothing, nothing else. Yeah, unfortunately. Chat, okay. come on, guys. You have, like, five seconds to come up with another idea. Yeah, come on, here. chat. We give you yeah. uh, a few more seconds. Because if not, then we'll have to go into the shameless plug segment. Come on, chat. You will have to give us the money. <laughs> it's like the meme with the guy with the stick. Come on, chat. Do them something. <laughs> <laughs> Do something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. No, nothing. Well, Brother says he had a nice question. Who is the most NG dedicated streamer? Is that one? <laughs> Dragon expansion when? Oh, would Feldy join a team? Probably. That's a question. Uh, I think I have been approached by one. But I didn't want to join that one, but pretty sure at one point uh, I would join a team. But so far, I'm still the lonely wolf. <laughs> That's all fine. Yeah, and actually, we, we talked a lot about that with Weisenberg as well, about, you know, the reasons of not joining a team, for instance. We also uh, have been approached by some, and we decided to stay without, we, we decided to stay teamless too. But what are your reasons, for example, if you can share them, obviously? Why don't you want to join a team? Um, for me, it's like I want <laughs> to... To be honest, the main reason was if you join the team, you have to put something from the team on the on your stream. And I didn't like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the design of it. So I was like, eh. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't know that many people from the team. So that mm. was the main reason. I think if I get approached by a team where I know like a handful of tea people already and I'm like friends with them then it would be easy choice yeah that makes sense actually and I you also, also don't like it also have to do some additional work probably depending on what you do in the team so not sure how much time I have then for other things because yeah it's already work and stream and not much time for other things to be honest true true that that was our reasoning as well with yeah, though, let's be honest, if not me joining Team Rankstar, this podcast would never be a thing. <laughs> because I was just looking for ways to be more more productive within the team shortly after I joined. And uh, you know, I was just uh, looking at other community project, uh, projects and I was like, well, uh, Commander's Horn hasn't been very active, so maybe we do a podcast. But then after after the team disbanded, I, I didn't really feel the need to to uh to join another group. I mean, as Cesar said, you know, been approached by by some, but I felt like ah. but there, they, I already knew I was not gonna stream a lot or or at all, and uh, basically I didn't feel the need. Being 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 a lone wolf is also cool. Yeah, definitely is. Oh. And you can have your own design of channel. <laughs> that too, that too, and nobody tells you what to do. Yeah. 
But okay, guys, I, I feel like we've ran out of juice, so um, shameless plug moment, Feldy, when our viewers want to you know, check up on you and see what you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, obviously, Twitch slash Oyafeldi. I'm there usually Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning, streaming a few hours of Gwent, and then if I still have time, some Witcher or variety. But usually it's Gwent, especially with the new draft mode. I just want to play so much draft. Alrighty, Hesser. Yep. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitch as well, under twitch.tv slash Tavern. If you want to play some draft as well, or maybe some other games, we'll see. We'll, we've been playing some Baldur's Gate before, so I'm like leaning into more variety this month. So if you want to uh, pop in, I will be happy about it. Okay, guys, um, since I'm not streaming anymore, I'm not going to promote my own content. But once again, if you want to stay in touch with us, with the podcast, with Merchants of Novigrad, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. You can also join our Discord. I think if you type exclamation mark podcast, you can get all the links. Plus, as always, this episode is going to be uploaded onto YouTube, Spotify, and a couple of other platforms, either today or tomorrow. And with that being said, Feldy, Hesser, thanks for being here. Once again, had a lot of fun doing the episode. Chat, thanks for staying with us for the last two hours. And with that being said, we are going to see you in two weeks. So uh, this time, no longer break, because it took us like four or five weeks to prep this episode, I think. And there was there was a lot of internal drama regarding re regarding certain, certain things that were to happen. Yeah, we had maybe some we're issues. gonna start that at some point. Yeah, I think I think you know the the episodes that we had in mind are still happening, just not now. But luckily, yeah, luckily for us, Feldy, who we also had on the list, was like, "Yeah, I can totally do that day, no problem." <laughs> Thank God. So uh, he saved the day. But once again, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being active in chat. We will see you guys later.